0: because there's never an off day in the greatest sports city on earth. Here are the, the biggest, biggest stories
1: and everything else you need to know from the new
0: title town. It's breaking Boston with Andy Hart.
1: He didn't play today. I decided not to play. You know, I think today we took a step back as a team. You know, like we have to make sure everybody's available every single day here for us to get to wherever we're going to go. And that wasn't the case. And uh, as a manager, I, I got to take you know, uh, charge of this, and uh, I decided he wasn't going to play. That I decided he's not going to play. So I decided he's not going to play. I'm is- just taking care of the 26 guys, and he wasn't going to play. It was- was- the manager's decision, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, he have- There's a chance he played play tomorrow, yeah. So not really I mean, no right? like, no a- but that was a different situation yeah i mean is there just is there like it was a different situation jump, no i mean he's been mature you know but today you know for for we took a step back as a team what did you see off the, bat?
0: You
1: said that- oh, off the bat everybody thought it was gone even the pitcher so,
0: so
1: you did- everybody did the pitcher too he started walking off the of the mound with the head down so you say you took, took a step back we have to be available. Everybody has to be available. For us to, to do this, we have to be available. From coaches to players to, to analysts to the front office, everybody has to be available every single day here.
0: That's Boston Red Sox manager Alex Cora Saturday night after a walk-off loss on what could have been a walk-off win to the Toronto Blue Jays. Red Sox get swept over the weekend by the Blue Jays, and it is breaking Boston for this Monday morning, August 7th, and unfortunately, it's breaking bad news. The Red Sox are scuffling post-trade deadline, as some may have uh, predicted or even expected, after Heimblum's uh, relative inactivity and then Relative inability to explain said relative inactivity in which he called the team underdogs. They certainly looked like underdogs losing to the Blue Jays, a team that they had been 7-0 and against, are now 0 for their last three against, and Saturday night's loss certainly is one that you could uh, remember for a while because I think it was an opportunity to springboard or fall apart, and they took fall apart. Um, get doubled up on a ball that had no reason for Reese McGuire to get doubled up on. Whether you think it's leaving Fenway park or not, there is no advantage to rounding third. If you're halfway between second and third ball goes out of the ballpark, you jog home ball hits the wall. You run home ball gets caught. You go back to second base, but but as Joe Castiglione put it on W.E.E.I. Reese McGuire was more than a hundred feet from second base when the ball was caught and doubled up game over. Red Sox lose. And I always like to check in. Uh, Rich Keefe hates it, but I always like to check in with the standings. He doesn't like to fixate on the standings. He doesn't think the standings are where you should focus your energy. Be that as it may, I'm going to check in on the standings where the Boston Red Sox are in last place in the American League East, 12 and a half games behind the Orioles, uh, a half game behind your New York Yankees. So I'm not saying you're uh, not capable of moving out of the basement. But also like to look at the wild card standings where, remember, all people said was, well, you got a series with the Blue Jays. All you got to do is catch the Blue Jays. Well, you got swept by the Blue Jays. So now the Blue Jays remain in that final wild card spot. The Red Sox are five games out of the wild card with the the Yankees and the Seattle Mariners. Now between them and the Blue Jays. And as Alex Cora put it on Saturday night worst day of his time working for the Boston Red Sox and that wasn't just about the loss I think that's everything culminating in Alex Verdugo's benching because he was I don't want I when I say late I don't want to say late late he was there in time for the game he just wasn't there in time for a professional baseball player to be there
2: not two hours ahead of time I believe was the two actual... hours early
0: so as Tom Coughlin would say you're late um, for the game did not play and then on Sunday yesterday Red Sox went out and had a chance to bounce back after Alex Cora said he met Charles Barkley on Saturday night and was a little cheerier than I expected in his Sunday morning interview with the media. Red Sox went out and got smoked 13 to 1 against a Blue Jays team that didn't even play Vlad Jr. They scored 13 runs without Vladdy doing any damage. Um, Just a terrible weekend for Red Sox baseball and the question now is, as we turn the page here, new week, new series, Kansas City Royals coming to town, a very beatable foe. Of course, the Oakland A's were a beatable foe at one point that the Red Sox didn't beat. And now it's just all about where are the Red Sox? They'll sign s- send Brian Bayo to the mound. He is, I guess, their ace now because their other option for an ace, uh, James Paxton, on Friday night. Watched that game early and I couldn't decide whether I was watching the Red Sox or Home Run Derby because the Blue Jays were taking lots of pitches that had lots of the middle of the plate and depositing them in the monster seats off of James Paxton. So um, Brian Bayo, no pressure, young fella, but uh, we're going to need you to give us a a quality outing tonight because otherwise the sink, the ship may be sinking, not the sink may be shipping. Either way, Red Sox are a mess right now, much like I am early on a Monday morning, haven't had enough coffee. I, I
2: think that statement, like that's a pretty fair statement for Boston right now. The the sink is shipping.
0: The sink may be shipping.
2: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Everything and the kitchen sink is sinking. Um, I, I just, I really don't know where they are right now because Coop, you're Mr. Uh, Red Sox podcast, finger on the pulse, hanging out with Brad Foe, all those things. I get to tell you, I'm reading stories about dysfunction in Chicago with the White Sox. There certainly seems to be a little dysfunction in Boston with the Red Sox and I I'm starting to just wonder if there are internal divides between the on-field and the off-field the the front office as as you know the poster boy would be Bloom and on-field the poster boy would be Alex Cora but you certainly had players calling for additions at the deadline that they didn't get is there a Uh, a divide in this organization that may not be able to be brought together or overcome is this season spiraling out of control for a team that may not be unified from the clubhouse to the front office.
2: This felt like the death rattle for the, for the Red Sox. I, I, I am someone that is genuinely like kind of positive. I think I am somewhat of a bloom Stan. uh, If people have like kind of caught on along the way, I'm I'm out on Bloom at this point. Like I oh. like Alex score more than I like I, Heim Bloom because Alex score has the he has the ability to take you know the SHIT that Heim Bloom gives him and he's able to make gold out of it a lot of the times because mm-hmm. that's how good Alex score is as a manager. And to see him come out dejected and deflated the way he was after Saturday. And to be fair, I mean like Alex score isn't making the best moves in the world right now, but that's because he's getting handed a pile of what I just spelled out for you. And you can't really do a whole lot with that every single night. I mean the bullpen this past series was absolutely taxed and that's a result of not getting starting pitchers and having to do, you know, two openers, two openers in a division rival series where you're supposed to be making up ground where you're not gonna win the you're not gonna win the division. That's a shocker. Nope. But you're basically in a division heat for the wild card. Like everyone in your division is right now battling for that wild card spot. And that just means it's even more important to win these series. And we talked on the Brad Bradfoe show last week that these series with these bottom of the barrel teams that you've been having trouble with, those feel like the series that you're going to look back on at the end of the season and be like, wow, if we had, if we had just won a series instead of splitting a series with the Kansas city Royals, which they have four games coming up against right now, if they had missed the playoffs by one or two games because of that, that's something that, like, it would hurt. But this is going to be so much worse because it, it is just spiraling out of control right now. I mean, it, it's tough to get Alex Verdugo, who's kind of in a contract year and who started off the year where everyone was saying, extend him this moment. Well, it's kind of a good thing you didn't extend him. But that's just showing you how, I don't know, you can't trace the product on the field of what Bloom is giving you right now. And a lot of the times it's like, it's funny to say like, Hey, metrics can't really tell you how a guy's going to run out of fly ball at the end of the game. But maybe if you pick up guys that actually understand the game of baseball and aren't just plug and play metrics for you, you're going to get something that's worthwhile. And that's just not what you're watching at Fenway park right now.
0: Yeah. I think there is a chance. And I said this, I believe on breaking Boston last week. I think the underdogs comment is going to be the lasting comment from Bloom's era here in Boston. Oh, they they want
2: to be underdogs at this point. They're just shooting themselves in the foot, well, trying
0: to be even worse. Well, they're underdogs. Don't you worry. Yeah. They're, they're loser dogs right now. And I do feel bad uh, for the emotion that you saw from Alex Cora. I think the frustration that you saw and you mentioned it, he's a manager that's in not a must win series, but a really important series. And he's ill-equipped. He's bringing a knife to a gunfight, however you whatever cliche you want to use with his pitching staff. And then you mix in some of the other base running issues, defense issues that they've kind of had to deal with all year long here. And it's he's swimming upstream. He's fighting a battle. And I said it on uh, Weei over the weekend. If everyone in this organization did their job as well as Alex Cora does his they're a playoff team. I firmly, whether it's players, management, anybody, if you do your job as well as as well as Alex, he's not perfect. Didn't say he was perfect. But if you do your job as well as Alex Cora does his, this team is absolutely a playoff team. The problem is front office, on field, various roles, third base coach, everybody don't do their job at the level that Alex Cora does. And I think it is really weighing on him because He's a competitive guy. Like, and he sees the opportunity. He probably knows deep down, if you asked him, they're a flawed baseball team. He also knows that said flawed baseball team was in position to do what it needed to do, thanks to a July where they played really well and they were one of the best teams in baseball. He knows his flawed team, forget about what he thinks of it or scouting reports, was in position to be a postseason contender. And he probably feels that slipping away with what's happened since the all-star break. And I don't know. We'll see what happens with the Orioles over the next four games. What Bayo does tonight. This feels like one of those classic reactionary seasons. Uh, trade deadline. Didn't do anything. Asked. Literally had your star players. So they had one all-star, correct? Kenley Jansen. He was he was um, asking for
2: If we want to call him an all-star.
0: But he was an all-star. He was, he an, was all-star. an all-star. You have one marquee superstar player, right? Endeavors. He was yep. calling for help. You have a manager who's a World Series winning manager who has essentially been calling for help all year when he says the roster is what the roster is and all those various ways he says it. And you said, nope, we're underdogs. We're not going to invest. And I just think you're getting the human nature reaction to that. Maybe I'm overreacting. Maybe they'll come out and No, shoot. I don't think
2: you are. I, I really don't think you. I think at this point, like, I'm underreacting where I, I'm sitting here and there's there's a bit of anxiety in me where at the end of the season, like Alex Cora might be walking because he might just look at this and say, Hey, I've got X amount of time. And he said it, he said that he wants to eventually start being a dad and start taking care of his two kids. Right. The way that, I don't know, like, that's a very fair thing to do. So he's got a window. And if he's now looking at this where, Hey, if I can get this team to a competitive point at the trade deadline, and i've been told that heim bloom wants to do something where yeah we're building towards something but if there's an opportunity presented we're gonna go take it well heim bloom just backtracked on that and completely lied to alex Cora because his time clock is dwindling he's giving heim bloom opportunities to do something fun with this organization while he gets to that mountain that he's going to and it's just not happening and i would see alex core because Listen, no manager leaves baseball under their own terms. It's very rare that they do that. And Alex Cora understands that. He had a cushy job with ESPN, he could easily go back to. He might get to the point where he's tired of this all and just says, "Hey, I'm going to go down to Bristol. I'm going to do Sunday night baseball again because they clearly clearly need me in the booth." So it could it that's what I'm afraid of. I like I'm watching Tito in Cleveland right now and he's yucking it up after Jose Ramirez knocks out that you know, that disjointed White Sox team that we were just talking about. Yep. And all I'm thinking about is, dang, would have been great to have Tito here lifelong. And in that same weekend now, I'm looking at this as, wow, it would have been great to have Alex Corey here lifelong. And that's all just getting ruined right now because of the season. So I, as, as the Red Sox blow hard, I am doom and gloom right now. But I
0: don't want to go too far down that road because as they say,
2: a lot of baseball left to be played. Still 50 games.
0: It's amazing, and it does put um, into focus how long the season really is. You have almost a third of the season left to be played, and yet it feels like you've played forever. You've had ups. You've had downs. We've talked about how their inconsistency is their consistency, and you still have a third of the season. If you get hot, if you play the way you did in July for the next month and a half, You'll be in the playoffs, and you, we'll be talking yeah. about a good season. We'll be talking about how Alex Cora did a great job, and maybe Heim Bloom was right; they didn't need to do anything because Chris Sale came back. I, you know, Chris Sale and Worcester, whatever he had four and change with seven strikeouts, and Trevor Story's hitting home runs, and he comes back, and maybe it all comes together. But I will tell you, it was the opposite on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at Fenway Park this weekend. Red Sox lost opportunity; they were in striking distance of a team they had dominated all year. Unfortunately. They sort of got dominated. It all hinged on Saturday night's loss on a fly ball that could have been, I guess they thought, a walk-off home run, which turned into a walk-off double play that was just a real kick in the nuts and left the manager um, sort of questioning things and only really looking forward to going home and drinking a couple Puerto Rican beers, which I can relate to having uh, had those recently. Good time, Alex Cora. Then they come out on Sunday. They lose 13-1. Red Sox last place in the AL East. Red Sox five games out of the wild card. Red Sox now trailing multiple teams just to get in striking distance of the wild card. But as I said, It can all change. Monday, Fenway Park, Brian Bayo, your young ace could turn things around. And maybe on Breaking Boston Tuesday morning, we have a positive, upbeat outlook on the team, the season, and everything moving forward. We will find out because each and every morning here on Breaking Boston, we bring the tone. We set the table for your sports day. It's negative on a Monday morning. It is what it is. We have a case of the Mondays after a bad weekend of baseball from the Boston Red Sox. Tune in tomorrow. Download the podcast. Maybe we will be talking positive here on Breaking Boston. Thanks for listening, Coop. Thanks for contributing. Sorry that you're a broken Boston Red Sox follower. It is what it is.